so sorry. I had to burp. I had to burp again. It's okay. Hey, uh, quick question for you right off the top before we get started. Are you wearing Carhartt because you're working on yourself? Yeah, and also because I'm a lesbian. So if it's not one, it's the other. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Inside of me are two wolves. Mental illness and being a lesbian. <laughs> a gay wolf and a mentally, mentally unstable wolf. wolf. <laughs> So my name is Liz. I'm joined by my co-host, Maya. And this is the Loose Impediments podcast. For everybody that's tuning in, this is episode two. You know, I feel like we've really come so far. And our conversations are, how would I call it? They're not tight per se, but they are loose. Much like the impediments that you find in a bunker after a very windy day on the course and you're like, can I move this? And then you open up the rule book and it's really fucking confusing because there are 400 pages in it. So we are that. Now that we have that out of the way, people know who we are. They know what they're tuning into. Maya, what is on your golfing mind? Well, I have a couple of thoughts. Um, So one, happy anniversary, one year anniversary to the Century Tournament of Champions of 2021, in which Justin Thomas, bless his soul, famously yelled, in frustration, the F word, the gay F word, the gay F word, the gay F word. Yeah, we don't, we don't, if we're going to say fuck, we say fuck, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. we don't say that word. <laughs> exactly. We don't say that F word. And honestly, see, like, I have many thoughts about this. And if you would like to read them, you can check out my interview with Sky Sports about this very matter. Um, and also, you can listen to this really, really cool panel that we did with Random Golf Club Billie Jean King Leadership Institute, um, Athlete Ally, San Diego Loyal Soccer Team, just a bunch of really cool folks. Um, Truly pillars, pillars in not just the golf community, but any sort of LGBTQ plus allyship community. It's huge, huge people. Amazing folks. But yeah, we we had an event, a Zoom event last year uh, talking about pride and the u.s opens because both happen at the same time um but thank god that the quarters wore those yardage book covers i mean where would we be where would we be but anyway and and didn't really say but and so go watch that Mm -hmm. we'll be in the show notes um but yeah, I mean, like, I want to preface this by saying, like, I do not think in any way is Justin Thomas a bad guy. Like, I think that all of that, you know, like, we get frustrated. You and I know we get frustrated on the course and we'll like yell shit. We won't yell a slur, which I think is not is more indicative of kind of the community or the people that a certain person is around and where saying a slur and they like feel that is feel safe. Yeah, and where it's, like, normalized to be able to yeah. say that in a context yeah. where you're frustrated. Yeah. That's not okay. Um, and at the same time, like, I do want I, like, it's not an excuse that you didn't know or it was normalized. It doesn't make it any less bad. And also, I understand that mistakes and, and shit, you know, horrible, hurtful mistakes can be made. 
for me as a gay um gay golfer hi gay hi gay hi gay, hi gay. <laughs> um what's frustrating about it is that even though Justin kind of issued an apology um soon after that actually it wasn't wasn't that soon after that it was after uh Ralph Lauren dropped him dropped his ass yeah um but ever since then there hasn't been another kind of acknowledgement or demonstration of kind of like what is he doing like you know as a public figure and as somebody who's obviously like a huge role model to a lot of kids um, oh my and God. a lot of I, between he and like Jordan Spieth I mean who who is cooler for kids to like, you know? And yeah, I mean, he's got a huge, huge audience. Yeah. And a good, I mean, like, I'm a big fan of his swing because my swing is like almost kind of similar, but yeah, yeah, like great swing, great athlete and a good dude who made a mistake, a very harmful mistake. He acknowledged it, which is meaningful. And there were there wasn't any follow-up to that and so for me what's like insanely frustrating about that is I mean like in the same Brad uh on and the GGT boys talk about this a lot but like you know it's similar to how the world of golf addresses racial issues or um issues of gender um Mm -hmm. it's only in response to an incident that's happened in the law, we call that uh, ex post, uh, and I've been using that for three years, uh, and I only just recently Googled to find out what it means. <laughs> um, that's when I like. That's when I say like I I will say statue of limitations all the time. Do I actually know what it means? No, but I'll be like, I didn't pay that parking ticket three years ago. Statue of limitations. They owe me money now. That's what I think you know, it means. You know what? A good way to remember what that means is statue of limitations and shit out of luck have the same acronym, S-O-L. Um, and that's exactly what statue of limitations means. It's just that, like, you're shit out of luck. You've run out of time to be able to file suit. This is what Ivy League schools will provide. Exactly. Acronyms. So, and I, you know, honestly, like, I really do think I I agree a lot with what you're saying. Like I'm going to throw them in a capital B, but look, there have been times. I think that feeling is really relatable where you make a mistake on the golf course and you just have an emotional outburst. Like I think that every golfer can strongly relate to that. Never in my life have I yelled a slur. I have been wasted. I have been angry. I have been Never once in my life have I popped off on some racist shit or some derogatory shit. So, you know, this idea, like I, while you were, um, while you were kind of mentioning the whole, like there was no real follow-up to this, I actually Googled, I just did a quick little search and, uh, golf week actually published an article two days ago addressing this and Justin, well, this meaning the last year's tournament of champions, And of course, um, he was quoted on, he was recently on a no laying up, uh, episode. And of course he says, I think I like to think that I've grown a lot as a person and had a lot of awkward and uncomfortable conversations and more so opened up my eyes and honestly made me realize some things about myself. That's a direct quote. 
And then he goes on to say, I was a little bit of almost like a hypocrite, if you will, because I'd see people make these mistakes. And I think it's so easy nowadays for people to attack the person or think, quote, he's an idiot. What is he doing? He's got no idea what's going on. But then I flip it around and that happens to me and that happened to me. Or should I say I made the mistake and then I'm expecting the same people, those people to not do the same things to me. Direct quotes. That's like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. I mean, like, I get what he's trying to say. And there is like, listen, I think that canceling people is bullshit because it doesn't, it doesn't afford space to grow. And like, Mm -hmm. I 100% do not speak on behalf of all like queer golfers, but for my kind of like not feeling represented, experiencing a shit ton of homophobia and racism on the golf course, especially from, you know, I mean, like it's the AJGA boys that look like Justin and Jordan. Like, poster you know, children, poster yeah. children for AJGA. And honestly, the poster children for generational wealth and how Mm -hmm. that is successful on the golf course they both come from justin's big whole fucking line is that his dad is a pga tour guy justin uh i'm sorry jordan's family is a very affluent family from dallas so it's important to look i i agree i think that canceling him gives him no um i think it gives him no chance to actually learn I think it gives him no chance to prove himself. Like, who knows? Maybe this guy is now a champion for. It also shuts down the conversation. Oh, and, 100%. And that's 100%. Effectively, what happened, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I don't doubt that he has had uncomfortable conversation and has grown and, and has really thought about this. I mean, mm-hmm. getting dropped by one of your major sponsors you know, is a good reason to make you kind of reassess and, and kind yeah. of look. He did but... go on to say that oh. this is going to be the, he's, he went on to say that this was the hardest year of his life. Th- that when this happened, he also had some personal, you know, a family yeah. member of his died. And then Tiger, who is a close friend of his, got into that nearly yeah. fatal car accident. So he went on to say that, you know, all of these things kind of accumulated into being the worst uh uh, year of his life I really just can't stop it's it's very difficult for me to continue the conversation past well you still fucking did it like well yeah you know so you know like for him to just say like I've grown a lot as a person uh, you were already 20 how old is Justin Thomas like our age I think he's younger than we are I think oh, he's no. a year he's 28 Okay. So, okay. So roughly our age. Well, I, you're I mean, still like, a 27 year old man. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not a child that is because what this leads to me, like, or the, the rabbit hole that I go down with this is like, okay, you're saying this shit when you're 27 years old and no one around you has had the conversation with you to say, shut up, stop saying that, or that's a slur, whatever whatever is going to make him take that word out of his vocabulary. So that means that he is still around people that excuse this behavior, which means that's a whole, you know, like that's still, it's, it's same. It's the same loop of derogatory words are still being used on the PGA tour. Well, yeah. And I mean, like, 
what I was going to say is that, like, I absolutely agree with that. I think it really highlights um, the culture of golf. Um, it highlights the culture of the PGA Tour. And I think nothing highlights that more than the fact that there was no follow up. Right. So I don't think that I think that just or his name is Justin. Right. <laughs> I keep getting him confused with Jordan. Justin. Steve. Oh, Justin. Yeah. Young, Um, young, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed boys. um, But yeah, I mean, like, I do think that as a public figure, you, any person who's thrust in that role has a responsibility to be aware of and acknowledge their role as a role model, right? Mm -hmm. And so... I think that's really important and something that, of course, is really hard to um, really engage with when you are already having like a ton of personal, like other extenuating situations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. At the same time, the PGA Tour doesn't have any excuse for that. Like this is one of their players. Um, Where there was, was their no statement? There, I think they had like one really brief statement or something where they alluded to a fine. No, they didn't allude to anything. They were like, this is bad. There wasn't, if I'm remembering correctly. But for me, okay, so large, wow, getting heated. Um, <laughs> I'm sweating. So I'm sweating. PGA Tour didn't say anything. They're talking about growth and changing and oh. doing better. Where where was that? Like I'm still not seeing a a lot of you know effort being put into queer golfers. Um, we have Haley Davidson, who's one of our friends. She's the first uh, trans woman to win a professional golf tournament. Phenomenal. She has Symmetra Tour status next year. Yeah. Like she's, and y'all, whoever listens to this, give her money to go do that. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So, and sponsor her and just cheer her the fuck on because she's yes. amazing. Um, but you know, we have Haley, um, we have uh folks like Luke. Uh Luke is a high school trans golfer in Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, who's just trying to play on his sports team. You know, like he's just trying to play on he's the a teenager. guys' golf. He's a he loves golf and he just he's wants a, to play. He's a kid that loves golf. And now all of a sudden he is like, not only does he have to deal with discrimination on a day-to-day basis, but what if Justin Thomas was his favorite golfer? You know, like it just, there are so, you know, like while we're kind of on this whole, like what did the PGA tour do about this? So I searched it. Um, of course, this this article came out January 20th of last year. So right after this happened, um, this is an article on PGATour.com. The headline is Thomas to go on training program after anti-gay slur. And See, then, what was what was what the training that? program? What, and also uh, what makes it even more infuriating for me is that. So the event that I mentioned earlier, the Zoom event where we were Mm -hmm. talking about celebrating Pride and the U.S. Open. So essentially just queer folks in the world of golf. Um, Mm -hmm. And the folks on the panel were, we had Brad um, as our ally, um, Mm -hmm. Tad Fujikawa, Haley Davidson. um, We also had people in golf. Shane Diamond, who is the impact coordinator for the brilliant film Changing the Game. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was amazing, an amazing conversation. The reason why that came about is 
we basically were trying to get the USGA to host a fucking pride event and we couldn't get them. They were resistant to it. There were some folks I don't, you know, like I had heard, I don't want to throw accusations around as a lawyer. Names. Name names. Name names. But there, when we were trying to get um, a, a pride event at, uh, especially kind of uh, the men's open at Tory Pines, where there's like a huge queer community, um, like I know a lot, you know, like that's my home course. Anyways, yeah, there was a lot of resistance to that or hesitation to being like, we're going to do a pride event because of corporate sponsors. The reason why this is even more infuriating is last year in 2020, at the U.S. Open in Harding Park, we hosted a uh, Pride event, a Pride panel mm-hmm. put on mm-hmm. by the PGA, the USGA, a bunch mm-hmm. of incredible people. Susie Whaley introduced the panel. It was incredible. Like, yeah, it was really cool to be a part of. Um, and like the first, I'm pretty sure it was the first time there was ever a Pride event at um, a PGA Golf. tour. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so it was like, oh, this is amazing. Like, we're going to do it again. Like, this is like the start of something new mm-hmm. to quote high school musical. And then it was essentially a fight. Like, there was so much more effort that then should have been put in, in order to get a pride event or a recognition celebration of pride. Uh, mm-hmm. to happen at the U.S. Opens, anything besides the USGA just posting a pride flag on their page. Don't even um, get me. Uh, oh, my God. Honestly, the quickest way to disappoint people that are just trying to play golf is inconsistencies like that. I mean, it's not the biggest. It's it's huge, but I shouldn't say it's the biggest. But, you know, like, I think that it creates such a... Like I was, I, I had this, conver- I was having this conversation with a person that I follow and yesterday I was posting a lot about this Callaway post. Um, Which it's we very much, into. oh, that's, that is what's on my golfing brain number two. Okay. But <clears throat> like, you know, when you have underrepresented groups in golf, those are the first people that need, um, not just obviously protection, but those are the first people that you should be encouraging to get into your game. I mean, look, at the end of the day, golf is always going to have space for Justin fucking Thomas. All American Southern boy coming from a golf family. He is going to be in golf forever. His kid is probably going to play golf if he ever has a kid. You know, it's like he is always going to be safe. But who isn't is the person that he's using that slur to describe. And, you know, again, for me, this this conversation starts and stops with I know exactly how you feel in a lot of ways. Like I've disappointed myself on a golf course. I've never yelled that. I'll yell you yeah. stupid fucking idiot. But I like, you know, I just. Did I tell you about how at Q school, my caddy who. Like, honestly, if you're going, any of you who's listening to this that's going to Q series, you don't need a fucking caddy for the first stage. Just like putting that out there. Um, So I had a caddy. She was my Unless it's like your best friend. Yeah. (laughs) Like, have somebody that's going to be there to just like be your support. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, continue. 
my caddy was uh my college coach not the one who abused me um the oh, one I was gonna, I was like not the one who abused me um the one before her uh who was very sweet and lovely um and played on the Korean uh LPGA tour too very good golfer so sick so sick um so she was my caddy uh and she I, again, like I had mentioned on the last episode, I shot fucking 77 every single day, which was so goddamn hockey annoying. Sticks, baby. H-E double hockey stick. And I was like, of course I was frustrated. So I was cursing at myself. Like, I don't, there's one hole. It's on the back nine at Mission Hills. Uh, not the Pete Dye course. The stupid, the stupid one that has the cutouts of the water. No, it's it's like a dog leg left, um, and then it has. Fuck! How, okay, Is there a pond short of the green? No, not on this one. Okay, but there's a so par three okay. right after it. Dude, yeah, I think we're oh, thinking of. Are the we same thinking hole. the same thing? Okay. Yes, I. That hole is so fucking and there's stupid. Like, there's Ob like on the right on the side, right. and then there are two bunkers right in front, and it's like an elevated green. Yes, and then okay. it's, it kind of banks. It's it's sloped back to front, and then there's water short, and then there's two big trees short yes, I, on both sides. Yes, yes. Two big trees. So I was like, and I hit it far, and that was, I was like going into Q school being like, I hit it so far, like I'm going to be able to get on to all of these part fives. La, 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 la. I was literally like assuming that all par fives I was going to get on in two because they're not that long. Like, well, at least when I was at Q school, the yeah. fives weren't being played that long. Yeah. And um, ball goes far out there in the, in the, in the, in the desert. desert. Um, but yeah, did not go as planned. And I think I just like was cursing at myself. Um, and yeah. my caddy, she gave me like a whole fucking lecture about using that language on the golf course. Mind you, what I said was like you, like you said, like you fucking idiot. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Dude, like I, I will never, um, like truly I will never understand when people are like, you need to stop cursing, which I get every fucking day of my life, but I'm sorry. Like, um, in the grand scheme of things, there's a lot worse shit that I could say. And also like, it's not like you're saying, I'm going to fucking kill you and cursing. Come on. Take it easy. It's also like, no, I mean, like sir. I literally was about to fucking kill my golf ball. And this is why I no longer play with Nike golf balls and not just because they were completely discontinued, Wait, but I only play with which Nike one are you playing? Fuck. The Risen? I... Yeah, I was playing the Risen and then I was playing the Nike. I... I went through this whole thing where I was like only playing the stuff that Tiger played because as an Asian golf child of the 90s and early aughts, he is my idol, as is Michelle Wee. Okay, I have a huge, I have a huge question for you. Mm -hmm. Who did Tiger Woods vote for? I don't, I'm just going to ignore that. Like, I do not... Like, I don't think I would like the answer, but I don't know. And at least it isn't Bryson DeChambeau who fucking has Trump Hotels as a like, sponsor. Again, like, I wonder what, I wonder what Bryson's, DeCham- Bryson's DeChambeau, mm-hmm. I wonder what his take on Justin Thomas's slur, I wonder what his take on it is. Because, like, famously, he, again... 
I think it's important to bring this up every single time that we record. Bryson and Brooks should kiss. Need to make out. Like, yeah. I wish that this was a movie so I could include this on my list of gayest movies that aren't actually gay. Yeah. Because that was it, the match. So I wonder what his take on... But I feel uh, like they're so obsessed with masculinity and performing masculinity to the point where they're like the two dudes that are like, no homo, when they hug or handshake another dude. Like, but they know absolutely homo. Like, but like, they're so obsessed with that, that it's gay. Like, it's, it's so... Like, they take it to the extreme where I'm like, this is just gay. Like, give me... Like, the Roman gladiators? Gay. And Literally, they, like, I want. Oh my god, I unabashedly watched Troy. I watched Troy last night, and I literally was like, oh like Orlando Bloom. First off, like Orlando Bloom, uh, one of my favorite um, people and interviews of all time is when Timothy Chalamet was being interviewed by a woman. Her name's Rose Damu. She does this podcast that I talk oh, about I all the time her. called I Like a Virgin. Her. We love Rose. Rose in this, so this is a, an interview of Timothy when he's doing like press for little women. And Mm -hmm. Rose asks him how it feels to be the Prince of Twinks. And Maya, he gives like the most beautiful answer. Literally the first thing he says is what an honor. And I was like, and then you had people like fucking Justin Thomas. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just can't like, well, also it's like, with the Justin Tom, just to like round out our Justin Thomas conversation, because we have so much more to get into. So um, and I could talk about this for fucking hours. But it's like that. It's really, really important to have demonstrable actions, because without there being any follow up conversation, like what this PGA Tour article only came out a couple days ago. Yes. Right. And so, yes. And I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off a lot, but I want, I meant to say this earlier. Um, they made it a point in the, the initial article that came out right after from January 20th, Justin Thomas is quoted and saying like, we were just trying to move past this. I'm going on my training privately. Yeah. That's like prime example of that. Like, yeah. where's this and conversation? where is the conversation who are you talking to and in a sport that is training traditionally um you know it only cater the sport and to a large degree i mean it still caters to the justin thomases of the world um as much as like so many folks like ggt boys greeter girls you know like all rgc like what we're all trying to doing us um (laughs) You know, like there's still a long way to go, but by Mm -hmm. kind of saying I'm doing this work in private, which sure, like you should be doing work in private, but as a public figure, as a person in a sport that has been homophobic, you know, consistently discriminatory, the fact Mm -hmm. that you're not having these conversations or the PGA Tour is not having these conversations or acknowledging it in a public way, I mean, like, for fuck's sake, the PGA Tour was all over the uh, tad when he came out, as they should be. Yeah, it's but amazing. Since then, since then, like, why? You know, like you have out golfers and you have mm-hmm. closeted golfers. What is this message sending the folks who are closeted, who love this game but feel 
like, I mean, and I felt this way too. Fucking love golf. Golf mm-hmm. was my life and still is, but like playing golf was, I mean, it still is for over two decades. Right. It, like, um, right there. That five seconds is exactly what it's like to be a golfer. Yeah. <laughs> like for two decades. Even though I don't play that much anymore. Wait, I still play all the time. Golf is in my life. Wait, golf is my life. That's what it's like to be a golf fucking is golfer. my life. Um, but yeah, it's like when I, you know, like for the, even to a certain degree now, even though I'm like really fucking faggy, sorry, I'm gay. I can say that. Um, <laughs> I am like super gay. Like I love, gay. You know, all I want to do is to, you know, like literally sports inclusion is really, really important to me because when I was trying to play the sport that I love and was playing the sport that I love, I never felt like I could be truly who I was because like all of the governing, none of the governing bodies of the sport were really acknowledging queer golfers. You have instances of homophobia of people saying the F word, like the gay F word on course, you know, like just members. I mean, day to day. Yeah. Like day to day you are hearing if it's not that kind of, if it's not that group that's being targeted, it's uh, when somebody asks me, so what's the deal with all these Korean players on the LPGA tour? Like there are always instances of bigotry, racism, being a piece of shit. Like just, there are so many things that just fall under this category of golf culture. But and, yeah. And like, it's ooh. like when somebody says some, so for what, the impact of JT's statement, right? For me, it's like, because there hasn't been any other follow-up and I'm hesitant to be like, put all the blame on Justin. Like, I think that the blame here should be placed on the institutions of golf, which really should have taken this up and should have been leading the charge. But the silence around it, the relative silence around it and the kind of sweeping it under the rug, it implicitly kind of just accept they're just like it's fine you know we'll say sorry and then it's like not that big of a deal yeah like we'll get over it but then what that says to you know queer golfers out not you know like wherever queer golfer queer person is on their journey what Mm -hmm. that says to us is that we're not you know like we are going to be looked at as bad and in this way we're a slur that you has been used mm-hmm. to categorize like queer folks and to just deal the, with it is the appropriate know? way to express frustration at a ball not going into a fucking hole it's fucking golf but like it, it's kind of like implicitly approving that through silence right like silence mm-hmm. speaks volumes and oh for God, me yeah on this fucking anniversary, uh, like one year later, looking back on it, it's like, you know, why wasn't there more done and what can we do moving forward? And why is it just like a handful of us folks, you know, like it's you and I, like two women, like I'm a queer, I'm Brown, right? Like we are minorities within the golf world. Why Mm -hmm. is it on us and folks like GGT, Gruder Girls, like all of Basically, why has it fallen primarily on marginalized folks to push authentically actually want to grow the game forward when it's huge question. 
And like, I'm happy to, like, I want to do that. Like I, and I know that all of us who are doing this, like genuinely want to do it because we fucking love this sport and we want to kind of, at least for me, it's 100%. like, I want to see the sport that younger Maya, like that I wish I had, like I, this is kind of like a gift to myself. Um, mm-hmm. And, but then it also shouldn't only be us because right now there is an imbalance where it is falling primary. There isn't a balance there. Like you have scratch golf or the USGA putting out like these little bite-sized packages about golfers of marginalized identities, but they aren't deep. You know, it's like not a deep segment. They're not really, it's almost kind of like a PR. We're going to say it. One absolutely. And there's no, yeah. There's no long-term covering of these topics, and I'm going to preface that, like, I may start crying in the club, but I do, like, I I wonder that all the time. Like, I I truly wonder why, and this is very much, like, this idea of the people that suffer at the hands of the system are oftentimes the ones that are the most outspoken. I can only apply that to golf, because that's only place that I've experienced that firsthand and so like the fact that like like think about how many out LPGA and Symmetra Tour and Mini Tour players you know there's a lot of them oh my god I literally well there's more than on the PGA Tour yeah I was like wait I don't there are more since I haven't been playing like yes there are that you can think of whether you know them personally or not people that you can think of we're not naming names. How many of those are featured on a commercial? How many of those are sponsored? On, not a pride commercial. I'm not talking a pride commercial. Mm. I'm not talking about a commercial that comes out in June. No, like, I was going to say it's the only, the majority of the time within the golf world that I see women, um, queer golfers, uh, golfers of color featured is when they are palatable or fit the aesthetic of golf to begin with yeah um and if you know like and I experienced that too I don't know if like you had the same experience when we were playing pro trying to fucking find sponsors and then like the bar like the expectation for sponsorships is like the golf babe aesthetic which like literally Mm -hmm. go off and I think all of us have the empowerment like we should all be able to express and use our sexuality in whatever way we want and so I'm not like shading that at all it's the way that the like golf world is like this is the only way like has kind of created this this is the only way to be a female golfer and the only way Mm -hmm. to find success as a female golfer you know I I will never literally never will I will never be more proud of myself than I was that day when that video of Paige she made her hole in one. Remember that whole thing? She was she, so I'm not going to name names apart from Paige, Paige, um, and who she was playing with. I'm not going to name the name of the person that said this, even though I want to so badly because it's people like this specific person that need to fucking get their act together in golf. Anyway, so this particular person had 
bashed Paige. She just Paige just made a hole in oh, I know exactly in front of who Gary fucking about. player. Oh yeah, bitch. Like I will never. Um, no. So this this person that had commented basically was saying how Paige um, sets the game back in a lot of ways, which like no, no. She's but, actually done like a lot in terms of bringing attention to the game and probably getting she, a lot of other girls into it. She is one of the most recognizable figures in women's golf. So yeah. like, go fuck yourself. And also like, sorry, you're not hot, bitch. It's also like, literally, do I support hate it her, when pe- you know, yeah support women like, don't tear women down because you are perceiving their sexuality as degrading sexuality is not degrading what is degrading is the way in which you. the golf industry treats this idea right mm-hmm. like and it's not it to mm, me it feels no off. longer about like us women being sexy on the golf course and it feels as if the golf industry is like, oh, okay, this is the way that we can use women in golf. This is a place that women can hold in golf um, Mm -hmm. because they're fitting the cart girl aesthetic. Like they are, you know, we are to be lusted after. We are not Mm -hmm. to be kind of considered legitimate athletes. And like that goes through everything. I literally, I mean, if I were to scroll through my 10 most recent posts on instagram i bet you in every single one of those i talk about how hot i am because you are in like at least nine of them i talk about how hot i am okay and i think like again this the way that this ties into this whole like jt bullshit is that you can be whatever the fuck you want to be in golf and the real shame is that they're not you're not protected because of that and I, yeah. that surpasses more than a shame. That becomes an embarrassment. And that becomes uh, a point that people leave the game or people don't choose to pursue it more, you know? And so lest we also say that this, this woman who was commenting on another woman's body, how they choose to present themselves, like who fucking cares? But like, yeah. also where, where does that scale change for you to a point where it's acceptable for you? Also, this girl is a member of a golf course that's called the plantation course or club or whatever. So like, bitch, you have, you can't say a, like, you can't, you can't do this. Like you well, can't yeah, tear it's... a woman down while trying to say that women are prevented from playing the game because of somebody like Paige. They're actually prevented from playing the game from people that don't welcome them for exactly who the fuck they are. And that, that is so much more than just a a woman. I want to take that a step further and say, like, like, I don't think it's about golf protecting athletes of marginalized identities. I think what needs to change and what I really want to see, and I think what all of us are fighting for, is for the sport to celebrate marginalized identities. Because not to get super academic, but when you're putting the protective kind of part in it, like it feels like golf would take that, run with it in this paternalistic way and be like, we must save the marginalized. But what we really want is like, mm, yeah, good point. Like, yeah. look how fucking awesome you can be at the sport, no matter who you are, because at the end of the day, all that fucking literally like I 
it doesn't matter that I am a gay brown woman. You still I can hit out- it 40 yards past me. Yeah. Yes, that's and right. And I basically outdrive the majority of the dudes that I play with. Like, men. Cisgender, heterosexual men. men. Um, <laughs> but that has nothing to do with... And I, I mean, like, this is a larger conversation about, like, identity in sports and everything. But... Mm-hmm. It's about, it minimizes the work that we put in. It kind of relegates us to just being the labels that are being ascribed to us. Mm-hmm. And it just continues the policing of who is allowed to be a golfer and who isn't. And things like, you know, yelling the gay F word on the golf course to your golf ball, not ha- barely having any visible, actionable steps after that, or kind of a real demonstration and and kind of acknowledgement, continued acknowledgement about, you know, the effect of that word, what you can do to increase like queer um, inclusion on the golf course, et cetera, then it's just maintaining the status quo. And to that, I do want to mention that like, you know, I I just want to reiterate, like, I don't, I really, really don't want to be shitting on Justin Thomas. Like I, I, again, do not think that, this larger conversation is the individual responsibility of JT. It no. is the responsibility of the PGA, the PGA tour, um, the USGA, like these governing big bodies. governing bodies. Right. Yeah. And like, it, that's what I want to see. And I think something for me that has felt really promising about this um even though still depressing because it is not a golf governing body and it should be, um, you're gonna laugh at me. Um, I'm I'm holding my breath. But one of uh, JT's sponsors, shut up, is Whoop, Whoop which I've talked. It's fucking Whoop. Okay, I love. Listen, they're they're great folks. Um, and they do a they lot of work. They do a lot of work with queer inclusion, and they work with Athlete Ally. Um, they do. yeah, they're wonderful. They people. just they just announced a five year partnership with the First Tee for diversity and inclusion initiatives. Um. Mm-hmm. And so I felt really grateful to be able to kind of work with them on ensuring, like both Shank and I are kind of helping out with this and, and uh, making sure that the inclusion is truly inclusive. But I yeah. mean, that's to say like there is like this company, Whoop, which is blowing up on the PGA Tour and in the LPGA Tour, like they're making big waves in the golf world. Um, amazing they are taking a direct stance on, you know, funding, um, supporting inclusion efforts for the next generation of golfers. That's fucking amazing. Stoked to see that happen. Stoked to be part of that. And PGA Tour, LPGA Tour, USGA. Like, this is something that could be, yeah, like, and so on this one year anniversary, because I know we want to get into the lip out, um, but you know, like those are those are our thoughts on this one year anniversary, which thought. is like, and I mean, yeah, do better, is, do more. I mean, we could. I feel like this is a topic that I can't even say that we would do two episodes on because I think this is a very long, continuous yeah. conversation. Um, and you know, this episode is going to come out after the tournament is over. I think it's just. So, um, you know, I talked about this yesterday when I went live to discuss Yuka and I I don't want to, I mean, look, that's another hours long conversation, but 
you know, if you, if you feel like, if you witness this kind of stuff, it is not the sole person to, to right the wrongs of the golf world. Like I, you know, that is a burden. If that means if one person could single-handedly change this whole perception of golf and who can play and who can't, and you know, all the shit we just talked about for almost an hour, that'd be great. Like if one person could just do it and be done with it, that'd be amazing. But when it's big institutions, major manufacturers, um, you know, like these huge, those are the kind of governing bodies. Those are the kind of platforms that can change a lot. And, and it takes, it takes all of us to put that pressure on them, but uh, yeah, yes, you're right. It it's, does. it's kind of like that, how climate change, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, you and I, each individual person recycling, is great, but it take you know, like real substantive, like impactful mm-hmm. change comes from like the big corporations that have the insane amount of carbon em- emissions. Yeah. But the same thing is, it doesn't mean that we all as individual golfers Should stop. shouldn't stop. <laughs> shouldn't it do- just means yeah. that yeah. holy fucking sure. shit. And look, I said this yesterday too. Yeah. You know, I said this yesterday too. Like if, if you listening does not feel comfortable approaching a person or a an entity reach out to me like i'm not saying that i'm gonna go fucking well maybe i will go right no but she like, will she will i may you want I shank may, on your team i want names but like if you don't feel comfortable approaching one person talk to me about it and i at least can be a resource like that's my yeah. biggest you know, also, like, you can reach out to me as as well. I can't. You know, I didn't want to say, "Hey, no, DM you can her, speak. No, you can DM me. DM me. I am her. Okay, she's in law school, but I'm her lawyer. Call her. Yeah. Call no. A bit, no. Yeah. But you, uh, you know, I think it's like so. You know, for a little bit more context, basically, what this whole thing with Callaway that I'm talking about is Callaway had announced. Th- now it was three days ago. At the time, it was two days ago that Yuka Sasso. Um, who is a Filipino Japanese woman who won the U S open last year. Um, she was part of the Callaway brand. Uh, Callaway fucked her tag up on two different occasions. It took two days to, to solve it. Um, I'm not saying that I was solely responsible for this. Cause I don't, I don't, I posted about it. I tagged them about it. I, uh, commented on it. I had some friends comment on it. It was changed in, uh, within two hours of me posting about it. So I'm a hero, but basically the, the, the point in which I'm saying is that people can have a huge, huge impact. Yeah. And no, it's not just one person, but if you can have these really meaningful and, not scary conversations as in I'm Justin Thomas. I used to slur. So I have to have a scary conversation with somebody, but like a truly uh, like a conversation where you feel like you are witnessing something that is inherently wrong. You can talk to us and we can, we can either devise a game plan or just be there for you when you witness this stuff. Um, So that being said, any final parts or are we getting to the fucking lip out? Cause I I'm think excited. we're getting to the lip out, you know, just to like cool us down after our like heated, um, heatedness, um, literally sweating, my skin literally is sweating. Flushed. I'm so heated that I am menstruating now. No, I'm not. I'm close. <laughs> I'm going to write this in my blood. Are we I'm, ever going to take close. these beanies off? 
No. No, I just, I now I'm curious, when does my met period start? Um, well, that's... I always uh, know when my... It does when... start, it starts on my birthday, two days before my birthday, which is annoying. Honestly. Anyways, lady problems, that, lol. That is, that is the epitome of, like, being a woman. Hi. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, mm-hmm. hi. Anyway, um, so we, we did this a little bit last, um, last episode where we're going to start to, so we're introducing a segment of the show that's called The Lip Out. Duh. This is The Lip Out. Oh no, it lipped out. Last week, our lip out, we didn't introduce it, but the lip out was top three players that we would make out with. And we only got to PGA Tour. Maya uh, had a very humble answer of Rory, Rory, Rory McElroy. Mm-hmm. I said Rory, duh. Tommy Fleetwood, duh. Jason Day, duh. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, we'll have to we'll do the LPGA side um, on another set of things. But today's lip out, we're gonna do top three gayest not gay movies. Does that sound right? It's like, yeah. like does that not yeah, gay no. gay? No, they're not like explicit. Yeah, no, I, it's like the vibe. It's like the gay yeah. vibe. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? I can go first because I a, have all yeah. of your answers are homophobic. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> See, that's like the perfect Canceled. time to do that. That is the perfect time to say like homophobic. Um, okay, first one. And I talked to you. So yesterday, Maya wasn't. Maya was ill. She wasn't feeling good. And I was like, hey, Maya, I called her and we're FaceTiming. And I'm like, hey, Twilight is the gayest movie ever. Mm-hmm. That's my number one. Yeah. I agree. am going to give an order this time. Okay. But um, like, hold on. In your number one mm-hmm. of Twilight, can you rank the Twilight movies from gayest to least gay? Um, I would say that um, I would say that New Moon. So I need to get back to watching these because I haven't seen. So I haven't watched Twilight since they initially came out. I've seen all of the films once, some of them twice. I read the books like I remember being in high school and being like under my desk, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like hot, mm-hmm. hot. Mm-hmm. Um, so which is the one where Edward goes away? Is I think that that's New Moon. Because I was going to say that the same thing. That is the least gay. That's the no, straightest. No, I was going to say that's the gayest. <gasps> How is that the gayest? Oh, because he's, gay- the- he's not laying down that vampire pipe or what? No, because they're both, like, obviously every single uh, movie is gay because Kristen Stewart is our queer lady icon whose wedding is going to be officiated by Guy Fieri. Um, but... So obviously at base, all movies are gay with Kristen Stewart in them. Um, go watch uh, Spencer now streaming. Honestly, um, the sexual tension between Bella. Diana. Oh, I thought you were talking about Spencer. And Rosalie. I was like, no. Princess Diana and Rosalie? Um, no. Are we Bella rec- and Rosalie. We're doing yeah. a cross-culture. We're doing a cross-culture Twilight does uh, British Monarchs. But the, their chemistry and their tension, I, like, it is palpable. You could cut it with a knife. Mm-hmm. But I would have said that New Moon was the straightest because Bella the whole time is like, where's my hot-ass Yeah, that's man. like a quintessential aspect of lesbian culture. Good point. Pining. 
Good point. Watch any gay but movie, like, especially. Yeah, but she's pining for a dude. I, you yeah, know what? but still, you know, that's very, the, very yeah. cishet patriarchal of you. <laughs> you know what? I think this is, I think it would be better if you ranked the Twilight, the Twilight gayest to straight. But you know what? We're, we're that okay. could be another episode. That's an entire two. other episode. Two. Two. Lord of the Rings. Yes, absolutely. The Fellowship of the Ring. Yes, or because simultaneously, also the last like hour of Return of the King. Yes. So also, gay. Lord of the Rings is literally just about Frodo and Sam. Oh yes. yes. Like they are boyfriends, and Frodo yeah. needs to like step his game up and provide more into that relationship because Sam is literally doing the most, Does and you it cannot all- just. You can't just leave him with that fucking elven bread. It's so you know dense in calories. Frankly, like and when, tasteless. When, mm-hmm. And like famously when Frodo, when Sam like hog carries Frodo on his back and he's like, I'm coming with you. And then he carries him up a fucking mountain. Would you do that for your bro? Yeah. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I would. I would put you yeah. on my back and I would carry you. I would you put you on my back. Yeah, I would. Because that's yeah. what love is. But like, honestly, our sexual attention, are you kidding me? Anyway, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Fellowship of the Ring, the whole thing, super gay. Mm-hmm. And also like, Legolas. Oh, yeah. Who said, like, what you want to, you want to talk about the real Prince of Twinks? It's Legolas. And guess it, what? He, yeah. Legolas You're not wrong. Can Legolas. Lego. I know there's a joke. Ass. There's a joke. Lego ass. There's a joke to be made there. And then my third gay film is is gonna be Troy. And That's look, fair. look, like I'm not Orlando Bloom. This was like peak Orlando because he was so Troy came out in 2004. Return of the King came out in 2003, I believe 2003. Yeah, because um, Fellowship of, was, was 2001. Yeah, because it was also 20-year anniversary, same with Harry Potter. Harry Potter, in that's right. Yeah. And which is, like, we sh- honestly, we should do a series on Lord of the Rings, because that, like, hi, wait. Do you have a Lord of the Rings tattoo? I have a Hobbit tattoo. Oh, I, like, can't see it because your quality is shit. Oh, my God. It's, it's um, drawing this mouth. Anywho, um, that's, so those, so Troy, okay, I revisited Troy last night, and one, like, that is when every major male actor was at their hottest. Brad Pitt, hottest film. Orlando Bloom, duh. Eric Bana, so hot. Like, everybody was just, like, the hottest version of themselves, also the gayest, but like that definitely has to do with the amount of like just men in raw the sexual attention. Men. And like the spears, the baby oil, the sweat, the <laughs> leather. So, and like I am sitting on the edge of my couch just panting. Those are my I, three guys' films. Okay, I am going to have to start with Ocean's 8 because fucking duh. Mm-hmm. Um, I will not be explaining further because duh. Um, what else? I am literally looking through my iTunes library to, you know, to, to make sure I'm not missing to get, anything. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, Ocean's 8 is at the top. So honestly, I think too, now, now that I've already presented my top three, I think we should say that it cannot include an actual gay relationship. Um, I mean, okay. Yes, I agree. Um, can we abide by that or yeah. no? Yes, we can. I was about to Honestly? say, I was about to say Les Mis, but like, it's a musical, a classic musical, which makes it inherently gay. Yeah. Um, Honestly, all the Oceans films. But specifically Oceans 8, because what other Oceans movie has fucking Kate Blanchett, Sandra Bullock, Rihanna, uh, Sarah Paulson, uh, we have Helena Bonham Carter, we have Aquafina, we have Anne Hathaway, we have Mindy Kaling, you know, it's a perfect movie. It's on HBO Max. Go watch it. Honestly, High School Musical. You already brought it yes. up tonight. Yeah, High School, school musical, musical, obviously. I'm, I'm interfering on your three. I'm so sorry. Also, a simple favor. Gay as fuck. I'm sorry. Yes, a simple favor. I don't know that one. Oh, you simple. have to go watch it. Go watch wow. it. It's so good. Blake Lively, Anna Kendrick. All right. Um, we already I'm, know who our leading ladies are. Hmm. What else? The Shape of Water. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Which Wait, I, I love that movie. Is that the one where she fucks a fish? Yes, a fish god. Do not disrespect him like that. Such a good movie. I love that it movie. It is a really good movie. I, it's so I will good. distinctly. Okay, I'm going to. So I have two very distinct airplane um, movie watching experiences where I got very emotional, and The Shape of Water was one of them. And then my other one was Rio. I mean, that's fair. Rio I, is really cute. But uh, yeah. the shape of, like, could you imagine, like, we, we, our meet cute is I'm, you're the window seat. I'm the middle seat. I'm bawling my eyes out to a woman fucking a fish god. What do you do? Oh my God. I, I would comfort you because that movie is my favorite movie. It's like one of my favorite love stories. I get very emotional every time I watch it. And then I also listen to the soundtrack when I'm trying to study I also listen to the Annihilation soundtrack when I'm trying to study, which says a whole other thing. But what I love The Shape of Water. It. I love it. The Shape Guillermo, of Water. Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro, Sally Guillermo. Hawkins, uh, amazing chef. Octavia Kiss. Spencer, Michael Sh- Shannon, Michael Shannon. So next episode, mm-hmm. um, we're we're gonna kind of continue this uh, prompt or this structure of. We take turns asking each other what's on their golfing mind. Um, Look, you know, just to reiterate, um, we are always resources when it comes to having discussions that are meaningful. Like, come on, read the room. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, you know, we want to ensure that people, regardless of where they are on their golf journey, can avoid a lot of the feelings that we have felt yeah. at some point in our golfing careers. So, you know, there are different perspectives for sure. Um, and I, I think that um, everybody can relate to the feeling of being ostracized in golf. Um, and we want to make sure that doesn't happen to you. So we're going to kind of continue having these sorts of conversations. But if you ever want to privately chat with us, you can find me at shank.haney. You know where to find me. Come on. 
My Venmo is at Liz Dash Breed. Come on. I'm at MS Ready. No, that's actually not my Instagram handle. My, that's my email address. Not your Instagram handle. My it's, Instagram it's handle noted. is at Maya S. Ready. And you see us posting on each other's pages a lot. So if you find one of us, you'll find the other one. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Like, yeah, we're, we're everywhere. Anyway, thanks y'all for tuning in. And I love you. I'll I love text you. you literally right after this. Duh.